This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place the Talk. Hip, hip, hooray, let's give a cheer. It's 9 a.m., the signal's clear. Our favorite host is in the chair. The Truman Show is on the air. It's The Truman Show with Truman Jones. A look at the politics, news, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County. The Truman Show is on the air. The Truman Show is on the air. Now from Adams Place on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. Here's Truman Jones. Really good. Good morning, Rutherford County. Kent Siler and I are going to have some very interesting conversations this morning. Uh, we'll, we'll cover all angles. Uh, unfortunately, part of what's been going on the last two days, he doesn't know anything about it. He's telling me he doesn't know anything about it. So we can't really get into a whole lot of discussion. But we did have, I do want to mention uh, one of my old buddies in law enforcement, Mr. David Dinkins passed away last night. And, uh, of course, people know that he, that's uh, John's brother, John Dinkins, who's uh, on the radio. But I remember him when he was a young fella, and we were all, um, he was with the city, a detective, and I was with the county. And we had such great working relationships back in those days and, and really enjoyed each other's company. And he was one of those people that, you trusted a hundred percent, and remember, he and uh, uh, Chuck Vaughn were partners back in those old days. And I could go on and on and on about uh, all the things that we did, but I know this community is going to miss him. David has had a few bad lucks and in, uh, in, in, luck and health in the last few years, but uh, really, really going to miss him. He was a special boy. I also saw where Stuart Maples died, and. Stewart, I guess, was in his early 80s, I, I would think. But uh, part of the, the Maples family that everybody remembers back over, I guess, on the southeast side of, of the community. But um, there's a lot going on right now, Kent. And uh, it's hard to put your finger on any one thing because uh, the, the news is crazy. And guess what? Uh, this is going to make you really, really happy. Fox News is outdoing all the other media put together because they're, the media is not reporting a lot of the things that that should be relevant to uh, people studying and what's going on is the, the individual or individuals that they choose coming up for uh, Election Day, November the 3rd. So um, it, it, it's hard to be able to get a full picture of what's actually happening right now. And I've never seen, I've, I've been watching them uh, since my dad would uh, watch Harry S. Truman. Yeah. <laughs> Give him hell, Harry, I could hear him now uh, when he would be on the radio. It, it's not the same world anymore. No, it's not. And, and it's, uh, you know, there's a, a lot of media out there, and mm-hmm. cable has certainly changed things, and we... We tend to go and watch things that validate our opinions, and uh, you know all of us do it. And <clears throat> I talk to my students about it, and you, we've got to go to several different sites every day and mm-hmm. several different channels and try to see what everyone's saying, and that's um, sometimes hard to do. Well, I, uh, next time you go to class, ask them about Bob Olinsky and see, see, <laughs> see how many of them have, have I, ever heard of I, his I, name. I, I would bet some some have, but a lot haven't. And yeah. a lot a lot have. Um, I know what you're talking about to, in some detail, but oh, <laughs> wait a minute now. <laughs> no, I know the I know the Bo Biden stuff, <laughs> but honestly, Truman, the only people that ask me about that are just hardcore Trump supporters, and, yeah. and I. I and I know I know Biden supporters get into the same silos, and uh, it's uh, it's I don't think it's resonating out there with anyone that hasn't made up their mind is because yeah. uh, it's because it, it, I get the same thing from the left about well have you heard about Trump and this and this and this and yeah. and you know it's we we just all keep looking for things to to 
to make us feel better because it's a, you know it's a it's a big election and, yeah. and the biggest all, I can ever remember as yeah. far as how it'll affect our country. I think so too. Um, I, I think it's uh, one of the more consequential and you know the both sides of the media tend to hype things all the time, but mm-hmm. uh, I think this one's a you know pretty serious election. How how would you um, look at? Say, at Trump rallies, you have thousands and thousands of people there, and they're very excited, and, and uh, um, they're, they're uh, almost uh, willing to work every day, 24 hours a day, to get their man in. And then I was watching Biden over in Atlanta. There's almost nobody there, and, and it's supposed to be one of the big rallies, and I think I saw maybe 20 or 30 people that were there, and he was pretty much speaking to himself. What is the difference in how Trump will get all of, all of that energy flowing wherever he goes? And and it's almost like a big football crowd as you're sitting there. And Biden is getting hardly any people. What what is what is the difference? Uh, responsibility is what the Democrats <laughs> would say. Uh, it, it, oh, because one or two of them not wearing a mask. Yeah, it, but it's. I think Biden. You can't read. It, first of all, don't read too much into that. Uh, the, you know, I mean, the president. That's what I want to hear from you. Yeah, the president is is. There, there are no other mass gatherings in the country other than what he's doing. Oh yeah. Oh, yes, there like is. Where? San Francisco, well, uh, yeah, Oregon, yeah. New York, those, Chicago. Yeah. I yeah. mean, come those on. Aren't, those aren't sanctioned events. They happen. But, uh, you know, I, oh, that's, that, and they're not, that's not the president of the United States doing this. No, but, the, but, it's, let's, but let's get off that. There's no reason. So let's, well, let's, I mean, we can stay there, but don't read too. The, the energy on both sides is incredible. And don't. Don't read. But you don't see it. No, but you see it. You see it in polling. You see it in fundraising. Biden's outraised the president by incredible numbers, and so you see it in those things. So there is there is energy. There wasn't as much energy four years ago for Clinton. Could, could it be that uh, the energy is the middle class people primarily, and you're not going to get a whole lot of money from the middle class. The most of that big money. Is coming from the billionaires yeah, and I, things like that, as you know. Well, on both sides, but yeah. uh, there's there's way too much money out there. But I wouldn't I wouldn't read too much into the rallies. Okay. The president the president is unique in that he is able to do that. He's great with a crowd, but the problem he's got is largely he's still trying to fire up the base, and we're four years into his term. Mm-hmm. He's got to go beyond his base. And if you look at the polling on President Trump, Mm -hmm. he went into the last election at 43%. He got 46. Mm -hmm. A year ago in the, you know, uh, real clear politics average of 10 polls, he was at 43%. Today, do you actually believe the poll? Yes, I do. Because at the (laughs) end, they really don't uh, come close. But they... they were within three points. So, and now he's at 43%. So he's, his, what he's had to do the whole time, and he may, you know, he's got to get his numbers up back to around 47, 48%. Mm-hmm. And that wins the Electoral College for him. So it's, it's not that far away, but that, that last three or 4% has been tough for him. All right. I want you to get. I want you to tell me how you feel the election is going to come out, and give me a percentage of each one of the candidates. I would, now, guys. This is an expert. He's been an expert for many, many years. He teaches uh, 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 over at the university. That, yeah, and, and, <laughs> and been a good friend of yours yeah, for a been, long, long time. Yes, and we will always be friends. Right. See, that's the thing about it. If you get into these big cities, there seems to be hate for one or the other. Here we may disagree, but there's not hate, and we're not going to beat each other to death. Right, and it's uh, – yeah. yeah. We, we but, but, but I like doing it. This, this is like we're picking uh, Alabama against Tennessee <laughs> on the yeah. football. And, 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 so I – so that, that – so my guess would be 
that it is Biden at 51, um, Trump at about 46, and that leaves, well, maybe 40, maybe 52 for Biden, 47 for, well, I'm trying to give the two independents about 3%. That's where they're polling. Mm -hmm. Uh, The president was helped a little bit more in 16 because there were, Clinton had 48%, he had 46, and the two independents had six. Mm -hmm. The two independents this time have about three. So let's say, you know, 52, 46, and then give the rest of the independents. All right, now we've got a, a dinner riding on this, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I am going to go Trump, 53%. And I'm going to go Biden, maybe 45 or 44, because he is hitting some roadblocks right now, Biden is. And it seems like his energy is really not there. And I, I don't see him bringing in any energy in from out there in, in any of the states that I have seen him mm-hmm. speaking at. I've, I've watched both of their rallies, and uh, it, it, it's, it's just not there. People are starting to become more worried because I, I was listening to some of the people this morning on a couple of the stations, and they're scared to death that our country is going to get away from being what it always has been. Patriotic people, loving their country. Um, they, 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 they don't see a lot of... When you start looking at uh, people uh, uh, having their uh, newborn uh, children killed, and, and of course most uh, uh, church people feel like they're being murdered, and it, it seems like we've gotten away from a lot of the beliefs that we've had for all these years. And uh, I, I, the all the anger that's going on into the big cities, of course, almost all of them, well, they are all Democratic cities. And you see the burning that's going on when police officers have to defend themselves. They shoot one of the hardcore criminals, and now they're. Uh, it's just an excuse to rip through those cities and tear them down, burn them, and, and uh, a license to steal, you might say. Every time they see something like that, the cities just absolutely come apart. And I think most of the older people, uh, a lot that were, uh, most people thought they were focusing on the Democratic side, have turned around because they see something different happening in our country that, we, we, I never thought it would be happening. You know, I was a Democrat many years ago, and uh, it's not my party anymore because I, I, I love the people that are out there protecting us. I love the law enforcement people. I love the, the people in our military. Uh, and we don't seem to have that passion for uh, reaching out to those people like we used to. And it, it's just something that's really bothered me. So I am, and I've I've talked to a lot of people, and almost everybody has that type of viewpoint. And I want our country to still be strong a hundred years from now. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we're still young, and a lot of the great countries that were strong for many, many years have died out and gone to other things. And, uh, gosh, in France, you had another couple of murders yesterday. Mm -hmm. And the, the Muslims behave, beheaded a, a lady, that that, that um, radical group of Muslims. So um, I, I, it's the only time I've ever been worried about our country is yeah, through I this election. I think, though, Truman, is we, the media always has to have, and, and politicians, uh-huh. and especially politicians on the right a lot of times, have to have boogeymen. And there's always something some pending disaster and we get wrapped up in it when you know most of the media are behind the people that are out there even antifa i don't think they see if i turn it on (laughs) one of the cnn uh, of course uh, i don't know how 
they got that uh, little title CNN until I start thinking about it. The Communist News Network. <laughs> I mean, it's like we're watching the news out of Russia uh, protecting a certain group of people. Well, I think it's the you know there, we, the country has problems. It's always had problems. Yeah. I think they get they get amplified, mm-hmm. and I think they're amplified to stir people up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was listening to a radio show the other day where uh, someone was saying it was in, in rural um, rural Montana, I believe, mm-hmm. and the closest this person was from any city was about five hours. But he was concerned with the burning and the his whole thing was that you know that's not what I go to bed thinking about every night. I mean, I live. But, in, he, but he sees what's happening in all these other major cities. Almost every big major city, they're having problems of that type, and they're simply just tying the hands of the people who can take care and of it. They're law the, enforcement And that's all people. the Democrats' fault? I mean, again, I'm a moderate Democrat, but that... Well, the, the, the mayors and all the people and the governors, they won't do anything about well, it. Well, it's happening in some Republican places. It's hard. You can't You can't Where? just lump... I don't yeah. know every urban area's mayor. I, I don't watch it. We don't... You know, there's there's not an entire news station. I, I feel like I'm watching NBC, whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's there's... We don't have a, a state news network that's out there uh, promoting all this yeah. stuff. But it, um, gosh, you know. that dinner is looking better. <laughs> <laughs> well, you may you may be right, but uh, where where are we going to eat? <laughs> that's the big that's the big decision. We'll, we'll get maybe we get Jim Demas to go with us, and he'll uh, he'll buy. Oh, good luck on that. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, we we need to get him to buy a bottle of Dom Perignon. What sixty three, sixty four? No vintage is fine. Though, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ordered that at, at Demas's one day, and he and I were sitting there. And uh, the lady said, I don't know if we have that or not. And she said, I'm going to go back and look. And he looked at me. He said, oh, I hope we've got it back there. That would be funny, wouldn't yeah. it? He should, he should uh, stock a bottle just for the next time you come. Yeah. I don't know what the bottle would cost, but it's more than I've got in my wallet. I can tell you that. So, but it, 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 see, that's how crazy it is. I mean, the whole thing, you and I can sit here and argue and you think you're right, and then I know that I'm right, and then it goes on and on and on. Well, we get what happens is, and and um, we we do. We we talked about the first part of the show. Yeah, we we tend to only visit places and only look at information that makes us feel better. Yeah. Um, and there, there's some good, real clear politics for the, the internet folks. is is a great site. I think it probably leans right to, but. They'll have a series of probably 15 or 20 articles from mm-hmm. left wing, right wing, and you can just go through the headlines and then you can pick your stories. Mm-hmm. And I always try to make sure I pick some that don't necessarily correspond with, you know, my predisposition on something. Because, you know, I am. I, but but let's let's talk about this, Truman. <clears throat> I'll interview you a little bit. So. Um, uh, what do you think, Mitt Romney? What do you think of him? I don't have a real clear picture of Mitt Romney, because I know that sometimes your personal feelings get involved in some of the decisions that mm-hmm. you make, and and I know that he does not have a, a love for Donald Trump, as we mm-hmm. know. He he has gone against him a number of times, but Mitt Romney. Um, doesn't really go along with the party a lot of times, mm-hmm. which I'm not totally against that. Right. Uh, I, I, as you know, I'm not a big fan of the party system right. anymore. Yeah. Because once you line up with a party, then whoever is in control of that party, that's who you're going to follow. Mm-hmm. Which really has, I, I think that has hurt the Democratic Party a whole lot with most of the um, uh, major leaders in the Democratic Party are very liberal. I mean, extremely liberal. And then they have other uh, that affect what goes what goes on, like 
those that have uh, can be in front of the camera a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And and I was watching the two Muslim ladies uh, on TV yesterday, and they're totally out of sync with most of the American people. I mean, yeah, really, but that's, that's but they but couple. they get a, but you wait a minute now they get yeah. attention. They do, yeah. and and they've been but also uh, Fox News gives them a lot of attention because they know they stir up the base. I mean, that's they they are they they they're the match that lights you know so they know it stirs people up yeah. and that's why they give them that attention yeah. and they go out of their way to do it. AOC and and others. Uh, they have been really amazingly quiet this time for them. They were on again the other day. Yeah, but they're going to put them on. I've got a, one of my classes. We're following um, not only the swing states; it's on mm-hmm. the presidential race, but we're following all the toss-up Senate and House races. Uh, so we've got student teams that follow it. So they bring in the ads. Mm-hmm. So these are the really hardcore contested Democrat versus Republican can go either way seats. Yeah. You'd be amazed at how many times the Republican ad, when they're trying to vilify and make the Democratic Party look like a bunch of crazy lefties, they use the squad. Yeah. They'll have pictures of them. They've even pushed Nancy Pelosi back a little bit as a boogeyman. Uh, they use that. Did she group. run out of ice cream in her? Well, freezer? they just they they. I think what they think now is that the squad works better than Pelosi. A lot of times they'll throw her in too. Yeah. But uh, you can tell who who the villains are. Yeah. And um, and who they use to try to stir things up. Ah, good. Hi. Good morning. Um. Well, how do you think the appointment of Barrett? Uh. I can I can feel a whole lot of positive things heading toward Trump right now because of the selection he made. She really is outstanding. Well, uh, you know, you'll. Um, <laughs> oh, here we go. Obviously, oh, oh. <laughs> everything has been very. You know, everything is incredibly polarized. So, yeah. you know, obviously they had the ability to do it. Uh-huh. Um, I think you know, no win. No, it was a big win. I mean, the president's been able yeah. to appoint a third of the court. So. Long term, it's it's a it's a win, uh, but nothing comes without a price. And it when things people have a way, the voters have a way of adjusting when they think things are going too far one way or the mm-hmm. other, and that's what they do in midterm elections. And I, I my feeling is that I mean, it, first of all, it brought hypocrisy to a new level. <clears throat> I mean, when you look at these people who said when Garrett when uh, uh, President Obama, uh, you know, it tried to appoint someone nine months out, and they said, "Oh no, you can't. We don't. We we don't do that." And then nine weeks out, suddenly you can do it. So hypocrisy, hypocrisy. Well, thank goodness that worked out correctly. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it is. And, yeah. And the voters voters expect politicians to be hypocrites to some extent. Mm-hmm. It's whether you're their hypocrite or someone else's hypocrite. And so I think there's a tolerance among some, but it also, you talked about the bases being fired up. Mm-hmm. It fired up the Democratic base even more. So, you know, it's 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 probably... How did they find out? Because it wasn't on any of the other medias. <laughs> what wasn't on any other medias? Uh, the, the following uh, of the appointment. Oh, it was it everywhere. Oh, oh come on, Ken. No, it was. I watch it. It was everywhere. I wish I had Dan Whittle to be on my side <laughs> right now. <laughs> no, I'm not. But it was. It was. Yeah. It was out there everywhere. But and I thought my um, thought was that the Democrats in the confirmation hearings might do what they tried to do with Kavanaugh, which kind of backfired. Set on him up and and go and make it bloody and ugly mm-hmm. and um, and they didn't. They were because they were going to lose the argument. Yeah, and so. Why maybe blow a presidential race that they feel they're likely to win mm-hmm. over a nasty fight on a judgeship? You're going to lose. So they they kind of came in, focused on health care, mm-hmm. and then let it go. So that, I think they probably did a, a pretty good job of handling that. Republicans got a young, <clears throat> um, you know, Supreme Court judge that be there probably in the next forty years could be. Yeah, yeah. so. But she was very impressive, uh, as far as I'm concerned, because I listened to 
some of the interrogations that were going on uh, during the time that she she had to go through all that. And uh, uh, I've I've never seen one of the uh, applicants that was appointed for by the president to be uh, have have the the type of demeanor that yeah, she, she had. she did extremely well, and yeah. uh, she. Um, <clears throat> and I think, too, that's why the Democratic members were wise not to make it personal and to, you know, go after her personally, go after her faith. And, and because she did. She did. She did an excellent job. Now, th- this is something that um, really no matter how the presidential race comes out, it's going to change the court. I, I don't think there's any doubt about it. And she has a very logical way of looking at it, and she wants to follow the Constitution. Mm-hmm. And that's something that we have gone away from. Uh, I, I guess we can go all the way back to the Warren group, but uh, it, it's changed a, a lot as far as uh, how the Constitution is viewed. It's, it's more like a political statement rather than just going along with the letter of the law. Yeah, and you never, you really never know <clears throat> how these judges are going to turn out yeah. uh, either. I mean, it's, uh, and, and it, it's, it's like I said, these wins sometimes can be very costly. And, you know, one of the, one of the big things that, um, you know, the president right now is <clears throat> trying to get the Affordable Care Act overturned. Um, that would be a huge mistake. Because no, the, I think uh, it, it is great. Well, no, let me finish, and All then you right. can tell me. But, but Politically. Uh, well, the Democrats seem like they don't mind reaching into our pockets to push whatever agenda that they have. And, and, and the, all the information that we get out, as you well know, is not accurate information. And, and I've heard it from – you have heard it from the, the medical people and all the other people that are in, involved – in, in in those particular situations, and I, and uh, I want to hear your version of the Affordable Care Act and how it's not going to cost us a ton of money and and still not give the people the medical care and all the other things that they they think they're going to be able to receive. We have a caller on the okay. line. <laughs> <laughs> caller, welcome aboard with Kent Siler. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, I've got a question. Now, Kent has spent a lot of his life in Washington and working with politics and the government. I want to know where the logic is behind the COVID acts where they give money out to local areas to help. I understand that concept. But why should I, as a Tennessean, have to bail the state of New York out with money that they've already thrown away that had nothing to do with COVID because they can't manage money. Yeah, that's a good question. It is. And, and what happens is, and, and again, you've got both, both sides were involved in this, so this is not necessarily a partisan question. Uh, what, what government tends to do when there's an emergency is throw money at problems. And a lot of times when you do that, the safeguards aren't necessarily there. And I'm not necessarily talking about New York or it could separate that out from Montana or anybody else. Uh, but a lot of times the, the, the safeguards just aren't there to do it um, uh, responsibly. And, uh, and, you know, we run into problems like this. So it, it's... Uh, I think, like, I've seen it done, I guess, when we, uh, you know, in 2008, when we, when the stock market was, ta- you know, when we were about to, to go into a financial collapse, there was mm-hmm. a lot of money thrown around. And, you know, the, the problem we've got, too, is we've got a $27 trillion debt now. And uh, we're getting to the point to where, uh, you know, that's unsustainable. So we've got to, <clears throat> whoever wins the election next week, you know, we've got to make sure we start focusing on our budget again and trying to bring it more in line and being more efficient with when we spend money. Yeah. Are you still on, caller? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. I was listening to his answer. Yeah. And I... I, I Still, I, I understand that states need help. I understand New York needs help. But 
the money, the reason this last package did not pass, as far as I can tell, is that they're trying to put billions of extra dollars in to bail out not just COVID problems, but other financial problems. And the people of California got plenty of money. The problem with California is the state takes it, throws it away. And and you can't make me believe that all these states that you and hey, listen, I understand people need education, but they want to let every kid in the country go to college free. That is an idiotic idea. First off, every kid does not need to go to college, okay? And I'm gonna throw this out and I'm gonna get off. I graduated from college three times, okay? The last year I worked I had a boy. News Radio WGNS. I had a boy who was in my class. I was a teacher. I had a boy who was in my class who graduated from high school, and a year after he graduated from high school, he made more money than I did because he went out and got a job. He didn't go to college. He got a real job working in uh, a service area. And he makes more money every year than probably most of the college professors out here, okay? And the idea that everybody has to go to college is absurd, and the idea that they ought to go free is even more absurd. Okay, I'm through. Thanks. Yeah, I think I think that's all exactly right. And, yeah. and I think, you know, Governor Haslam uh, did a good job with the program that he put in a couple of years ago. Uh, the free community college, but it's also free technical schools. So I think Tennessee is doing a good job of understanding that there are lots of ways to earn a living and, and to get skills, and four-year degree is not necessarily the same. Is it for everyone? Yeah, yeah and there uh, you don't have as many Manchurian candidates going through that. We've got no. another caller <laughs> on the line. Caller, welcome aboard with Ken Siler. Uh, yes, sir. I was calling in. Uh, I'm a conservative, but I have a daughter that's insulin dependent. She's been insulin dependent since she's 11 years old. And she went to college, and I think it's Obamacare. I don't know if it's the Affordable Care Act y'all were talking about, but she was able to stay on my insurance. And that was really, really a, a big thing for us because buying that insulin and the, the, the test strips and you know, all that stuff is very, very expensive, and it was really a big help for us. Yeah, and that's so, uh, uh, that's the affordable care. It, it, until she was 26, or was she, yeah, able, she no, she, with the pre-existing, she might have been able to stay on. Was she able to stay on, period, or just until she was 26? She was able to stay on until she was 26, and then she had to come yeah. off, of course. But see, she yeah. was going through college, and to buy all that, uh, you know, medicine, everything that she had, had to have, uh, you know, you're talking about thousands of dollars every two or three months, every three months. And uh, for her to be able to be on that was a really lifesaver for us. Yeah, that, that's uh, the I, I, I was And I wasn't Obama supporter, and I'm, I, like I said, I'm conservative. But that really made a big difference for us. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's Obamacare. And it, it – um, in, in what – Truman, I'll go ahead and finish what I was going to yeah. say. The color made a very good point. My, my daughters uh, stayed on it, too, because – they were not only in college, but I mean, anybody can. You don't, you know, depending. It's not health dependent. Yeah. But uh, you know, most first jobs now don't have health insurance, so they, um, you know, that that's been a great help for people. But what I was, the president said four years ago. Wait a okay. Uh, l- l- let me uh, uh, tell the, the station that we have another caller. Just tell them to w- uh, just bear with us uh, until Kent. Uh, um, was is able to relate that message. Getting to some good, yeah. some good, good interest in the show. It's yeah. good, Truman. Um, but but the thing with why I said that about uh, why the, the president and Republicans would would you know wouldn't be good for them if the Supreme Court does what the president's asking, throws it out. Mm-hmm. Because number one, a lot of people with pre-existing conditions rely on it. A lot of people like the caller have. You know, children that are still on it, that it's good to be able to stay on your insurance to your 26. The president said four years ago he's going to have a great, beautiful plan in two weeks. And Republicans have had 10 years 
to replace this. Remember, it was repeal and replace. But it's been a great issue for them to run against because with Democrats passed this bill, every problem in health care became theirs. Mm-hmm. So it's a great political issue because you can say the other side screwed it up. If Obamacare's thrown out, suddenly the Republicans own every problem in the health care system. And health care, like you said a minute ago, is very, very tough to it deal is. with. It is. So it's easier to have it the way it is and use it as a political issue than it is to own it. And so that's that's. I think John McCain, when he cast that vote that didn't do away with it, did the Republicans a great favor because – you know, you get a rash now, it's Obamacare's fault. It, but that would have changed if they had changed, uh, if they'd thrown it out. And, and, and I've heard uh, Trump say that they're going to keep uh, all of those people in, in the new plan uh, that already has those uh, pre-existing illnesses and they're going to stay with them. So, uh, like you say, uh, politics is is all what you hear at the last, as long as you believe in it, uh, the, right, the, right. so that that's uh, we. All right, caller, <laughs> we got another caller. Caller, welcome aboard with Kent Siler. Thank you, enjoy your show. I've got about three questions here. I think we had a day at around twenty-three trillion before this disease hit us, uh, and what I don't understand in past years, unemployment that they would extend it maybe out uh, next three six months. But this time they uh, gave them unemployment plus $600 a month, a week extra. I don't quite understand that. And so I think our debt would be up now around 26 to 27 trillion, and they want to give another couple of trillion away. I don't understand why they give all this money away. With, with I, I know what they're trying to do, trying to hold the stock market up, and I don't understand really how it's being held up uh, with the, you know, all the industry closed down that it is and all that. But my question is, why would they add $600 a week above the regular employment, which in past what they would do would extend it out from six months to a year? And uh, what's going to happen with this huge debt? Uh, we got 1929 around the corner. Or we got 2008 around the corner. What we got coming, I appreciate I know you're an educated person and know a lot more than I do, so I'll hang up and listen. Well, that's, that's an excellent question. Yeah. I mean, it, <clears throat> I think the reason there was more money thrown into the unemployment was – we had never really seen, um, you know, that many job losses in in modern times, uh, almost depression level mm-hmm. drop in the economy. So I think there was fear that if you didn't prop it up, that it would just get worse. Um, and But the, the debt, like we were talking about a minute ago, is going to be an incredible issue uh, for my students and my children. And you just can't keep borrowing money but even the even you know the president's federal reserve chair and stuff says that uh, you know it's going to be an issue but now's not the time to take your foot off the gas until mm-hmm. we get the economy you know moving and stuff again but but yeah we it's I, we're going to run out of bullets financial bullets to shoot at whatever the next crisis is uh if we don't adjust the budget and and you know truman you you dealt with budgets and funding the sheriff's department and stuff. It's very easy to throw – it's easy for politicians to throw money to people because it makes everybody happy, especially when they don't have to worry about paying it back. Yeah. You know, and so uh, we've got to start uh, kind of demanding that our elected officials on the federal – you know, our state and local people have to balance the budget. So they – we don't have that problem. <clears throat> but our our um, our federal government can just keep borrowing, and we're going to have to start making balancing the budget an issue with us again, mm-hmm. and talking to them about it. Most people don't. If you look at uh, generally the polling on what what people are concerned about in the election, I don't think the deficit or the debt is in there anywhere. No, it's not. Yeah, but um, you know, I was so proud of the way our uh, uh, community. Uh, stepped out and helped each other with, with, you know, we count on these small businesses staying alive mm-hmm. when you're in a community. The government, the, you know, it pretty much feeds off of them. Mm-hmm. And and then you, you, you look at the banks uh, 
they stood up. I, 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 uh, of course, I knew more about Pinnacle Bank, what was going on. And all the people that uh, asked for a chance to keep their business alive, mm-hmm. and, of course, it was kind of like a borrowing type situation. And the banks, the, they stood up. Of course, the, the banks were the ones that were uh, giving the money out. Mm-hmm. And it, it'll be a while before they can recoup their losses. But um, they were such a big part of our uh, community. They went ahead and did it. And I know that Pinnacle, uh, they they uh, responded 100% to all of those that yeah. that requested that type of a relief. Yeah, and, and a lot of the relief, we've been talking about it in, in a bad way, a lot of it did get targeted to the right places. A lot yeah. of it did help workers who lost their jobs. And a yes. lot of it did help keep these small businesses open and you know, running a small business is hard even in the best of times. And yeah. so a lot of it did, you know, go to get to where it needed to go. Yeah. Let's take a quick break, and we'll be right back with Kent Siler. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. At Ascension St. Thomas, care is more than a word. Care is serving our patients, standing with them in times of need, and showing compassion when they're at their most vulnerable. Care is listening and delivering personalized plans from a team of specialists, providing leading-edge treatments at every step. At Ascension St. Thomas... Care is more than a word. It's our calling. Make your next appointment at GetSTHealthCare.com. It may not be stomach issues. For me, it's intense gas or pain or diarrhea, sometimes all at once, over and over. I spent years with the symptoms but could never figure it out. No matter what I did, they never went away. So I decided to break it down for my doctor and get really specific about my symptoms. We discovered that exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI, may be the reason for my stomach issues. EPI is caused by my pancreas. It leads to diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, unexplained weight loss, and oily stools. The symptoms just don't go away. But EPI can show up with even one symptom. The good news? EPI is manageable. But to get to the right diagnosis, you have to break it down for your doctor and get specific about the severity of your symptoms. Visit IdentifyEPI.com to learn more and use the symptom checker to help change the conversation with your doctor. Brought to you by AbbVie. MTSU's College of Liberal Arts and the Sin Federal Credit Union present MTSU Arts, your ticket to hundreds of visual and performing arts events each year. During our 2020-2021 season, you can enjoy events virtually from the comfort of your own living room. Join the MTSU Arts Patron Society and enjoy member-only benefits. Visit mtsu.edu slash mtsuarts to learn more and join today. The Garden Patch Thrift Shop on Spring Street across from the tall NHC building is an upscale boutique thrift shop. Proceeds from sales benefit Greenhouse Ministries, a faith-based nonprofit serving the underserved here in Murfreesboro. The Garden Patch offers competitive prices on name-brand clothing, furniture, large appliances, household items, toys, and more. Shopping at the Garden Patch helps Greenhouse Ministries inspire, give hope, and change lives. The Garden Patch Thrift Shop on Spring Street in downtown Murfreesboro. Now, an update from the WGNSRadio.com News Center. I'm Ron Jordan. Middle Tennessee State University will have an October snow day this Friday. In a message to the university, President Sidney McPhee declared Friday as a day off for students, faculty, and staff. McPhee said everyone involved with the university is balancing many additional challenges and pressures as a result of the pandemic. And while there's not a lot that can be done about that, a day off to depressurize can help. Tennessee's already set a record for early voting, with over 1,800,000 voters casting their ballots by the close of polls on Monday. Less than 1,700,000 votes were cast during early voting for the 2016 presidential election. Rutherford County Election Administrator Alan Farley says that through Wednesday, there were 111,873 votes cast in early voting. That is more than the grand total of early and Election Day voters in 2016. That came in at 108,452. 
Be sure to tune in to WGNS News Radio Election Night for the coverage beginning at 6 p.m. Teamed with CBS News Radio with Bart Walker at the Rutherford County Election Commission and Brian Barrett anchoring local coverage. We'll be here for you on Election Night. Tennesseans with COVID-19 are being allowed to vote in person. A memo from the coordinator of elections directs all county election officials to allow voters with symptoms to vote at special sites set up outside county election commission offices. The in-person voting for COVID-infected people or those who are quarantining runs through Election Day, November 3rd. Governor Bill Lee wants county mayors to consider mask mandates. Governor Lee asked Tennesseans to wear masks to protect themselves and others. Lee previously issued an executive order allowing mayors in 89 of the state's 95 counties to issue mask mandates. I'm Ron Jordan reporting. News updates around the clock, when it breaks, and on demand at WGNSRadio.com. We are News Radio WGNS. Hi, bargain hunters, listen up. French's Shoes and Boots is where you need to come for the best brands at the best prices. Boot brands like Justin, Tony Lama, Lucchese, Keen, Thoroughgood, Ariat, and many more. Shoe brands like Merrill, Ariat, Twisted X, and Hey Dude. Clothing by all the name brands, 50 to 70% off. Caps, hats, and accessories all marked down for this once-a-year sale. It makes good sense to shop at French's. French's Shoes and Boots. 1837 South Church Street, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. At Bud's Tire Pros, they care about those who live and work here because you're a big part of what makes this place great. This is Kay Mitchell at Bud's Tire. Come by and see us at Bud's Tire, 3600 East Main Street, or call 896-TIRE. They will be here through the good times and the uncertain times. For those who are out on the road, stop in today to see their full lineup of Michelin tires. For whatever you drive, Michelin has a tire to fit any need. Bud's Tire Pros, they're essential, they're open, they're local. Visit them online at BudsTireProsTN.com. Premier Six Theater is open. They're excited to see you again and will be showing some classic movies you'll be sure to enjoy. Check MurfreesboroMovies.com for showtimes. For Premier Six Theater, they're now open. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. And welcome back with Kent Seiler. And um, I remember when Bart used to have these little kind of like a little rallies and in place to place yeah. and things like that. Um, the questions that, that he would get are entirely different from what's going on today. And uh, I can't see Bart following the line of the Democratic Party right now as much as he did back in, in those particular days because you guys reached out to the local community and you would listen. And I think that that made a big difference in the popularity of yeah. what was going on during that time. Of course, politics changes, and, and that's the one thing I'm not happy with, with the two-party system. Right. We're so polarized. Yeah. And it, it really is. Uh, and you mentioned it earlier about party politics, and I, I, I was at Cumberland University a couple of days ago, and I told their students this, and I tell mine, I mean, if you if you think your party is always right, you're wrong <laughs> because there's good and bad people and good and bad ideas in both parties. But we've we've gotten to the point where in a lot of places we we just go straight ticket down the line and mm-hmm. don't give the other party any, you know, any uh, ability to to win us over. And we, we've got to do better than that because uh, and we've got to get the middle back into politics, the there's there's no real middle anymore. It's mm-hmm. just uh, extreme left, extreme right, and everybody yelling at each other. And you know it, that's not good for the country. And Bart was a you know Bart was a moderate, and <clears throat> you were talking about um, you know he would do a lot of these town hall meetings and mm-hmm. open meetings and stuff. And there was one really fa- everybody remembers uh, Chancellor uh, Whitney Stegall. Oh right? yeah, Stegall. Stegall. Yeah. yeah. So Whitney. Whitney had um, so Bart was at a had an open meeting here in Murfreesboro, and there was a, a a woman who stood up and just wore him out, 
and <laughs> Whitney. And then Bart's next meeting was in Smyrna. Mm-hmm. So Whitney, unbeknownst to us, <clears throat> went over to tell that woman who, who <laughs> he said, you know, I really appreciated what you had to say. He said, but you know, Bart Gordon takes more than one telling a lot of times. <laughs> you know he's going to be at the town center in Smyrna in just a few minutes, so you've got time to get there. And sure enough, she came. you got to be kidding she, No, me. she was there, and <laughs> Whitney didn't know. I told Whitney a week or two later that she actually came. I have never seen someone laugh so hard in my life. He said, you mean she actually did it? I said, yep, Whitney. <laughs> she made it. Dude, we all love Whitney. <laughs> yeah. we, we did. But, but you, I, I mean, a lot, a lot of that stuff is extremely serious for the individuals that are asking the questions. But you almost have to have a little humor yeah. to, to put in every once in a while. Guess what? We've got another caller. Right. Caller, welcome aboard with Kent Siler. Well, thank you, Truman. Hey, I'm enjoying the show. Uh, I always, always love to hear uh, Ken Siler on the radio. I don't agree with him all the time, but uh, I do enjoy listening to him because I, I know he's knowledgeable. He reminds me of taking some old political science courses when I went to UT, but I, I always enjoyed them. But I did want to ask him one thing. What do you, what's your opinion, uh, Mr. Siler, on on these huge turnouts and early voting, I, I think it's good for President Trump, but, you know, the media is going to find it another way, I'm sure, but, but uh, I just want to get your opinion on that. Yeah, that's that's a huge, it's a great question, and that's a huge question about how the race turns out. I mean, uh, I think it's both sides are fired up and turning out, and I think it's, um, you know, it's about President Trump, good and bad. President mm-hmm. Trump uh, inspires very, very strong feelings, yeah. uh, both pro and con. <clears throat> and I, I think one of the one of the issues the president probably has here, and Truman was going down this road earlier because Truman was talking about all the things about Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. And that's what the president needed to do with this race. He needed to make it a choice between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. The Democrats want to make it a referendum on Donald Trump. And President Trump is not the best candidate to not make it about himself because that's his thing. You know, he's the brand. So it's – and and think about it like this. Um, That's what I use with my students – uh, so if you're broccoli and you don't and, and you're, they're going to vote on whether or not you like broccoli, you don't want a referendum on whether or not we like broccoli, right? Yeah. You want it to be a choice between broccoli and cauliflower, and then you got more of a chance. And, and so the president needed to be a choice between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. He's done a better job with that message since the debate yeah. with the fracking and uh, the oil stuff. <clears throat> especially with Pennsylvania being so important. But but it took a long time to get there. So, uh, But I think the turnout, back to that, it's, I think it's it's about the president. I've never seen a race that has drawn so much emotion. Yeah. It, it, it's, uh, it, it's like everybody is either scared or, or they're uh, amplified as far as, uh, what is happening to our country, and they want to do something about it. Now, the thing that's really bothered me more than the two candidates, it's the media itself, because you and I remember a time when the media would give out the news. Mm-hmm. The opinions were not part right. of what was going on in the news. Uh, I mean, it, it, it seems like that that has recycled into everybody's thoughts and they want to let everybody know what is really going on. They don't care about the reality of it. They just want to give their emotional opinions. I mean, I have seen some news programs that they're just totally out of sync with with the whole world, but they just want their opinion given is that as dangerous as it seems to be? Yeah, it is. And it's it's right, it's left, and <clears throat> it's about ratings. Yeah. And so they they make money, their stations make money, they make money in salaries uh, by keeping people watching. And 
when you've got your liberal people all watching one network, your conservative all watching one network, they're playing to those people because once they start giving real news, what happens to their viewership? It drops. Their advertising revenue drops. Their salary drops. So it just pushes everybody farther from the center um, for ratings, and, and we've got to figure out a way to do better in that. There, there are way too many people practicing that cable news journalism now, mm -hmm. and there's not enough people down here covering local issues. Local, Even they are following the national yeah, well, media. They're, they're, there's just not enough of them. Uh, reporting on the city council, reporting on the state house, state senate. I mean, that's where a lot of our really important work is happening. Yet none of all we do is talk about federal stuff. I mean, yeah. we've got huge amounts of things happening at state and local level that's very important. There aren't enough journalists to cover it anymore uh, because all the money's up at that end. But it, it doesn't seem um, even business like. I know the radio stations. They they hook on to the national media, ABC, CBS, right, right. And, and then they play it. And people listen to it like it's gospel what they're reporting back to through the local stadiums, stations. And, and, and I don't like that. I mean, I, I am with WGNS. WGNS does have a national media that plays uh, on the radio. And, 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 I, and I don't really care for those type things because, you know, we need to report the things that are happening locally and have people who are interested in that and, and try to find out if those reports are accurate or not. And, and uh, if, if all the local stations across the country would follow that guideline, I, th I think that people would listen more when, when uh, whatever it is, CBS, ABC, I don't know. I mean, they're all alike. But when I hear except them, for Fox, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're right. Except for Fox, amen. Hey, give me a hand slap. <laughs> but but WGNS does a, a WGNS does a great job of uh, reporting local news. I mean, I go. Yes, to, they do. I listen. I go to the website. But and, when but when it switches to CBS right, or ABC, have what some. do I what do I do? I, no, you don't have to hear. Opinions, so I automatically switch over. <laughs> I, I, I really do. I, I can't stand to listen to that. But you got to get, you've got to get a good. That's a good, healthy dose of local and national news. I mean, that's and, like, uh, yeah, it's and, like and, drinking poison. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I can't. I don't know what it would do with you, Truman. <laughs> I know what you're going to do. You're going to buy my lunch. <laughs> Bless your heart. Oh. I, you know, you are a lot of fun because I remember when my mom would not let us talk about politics at the table, and we we, we didn't talk about um, religion or things right. like that. Right. We talked about just family things and things that uh, were enjoyable, and mom and dad would tell us what our particular jobs were for the day and things like that. But uh, uh, when you and I get together it, it it's serious but it is um I, I guess we have the respect for each other that we actually honor what you're saying yeah, now, we, we, we we will tease each other yeah. and get a little bit out on the left uh, side of the track or the right <laughs> side of the track but um uh, i think people i know at coffee at sylvan park when we we're all <laughs> sitting around talking about interesting things that are going on inevitably we will get into the political race that's going mm -hmm. on for the presidential presidential side and uh um it, it's serious to us but we still have a way of keeping that friendship yeah and, and uh, that's what that's what the senators that's what the congressmen that's what they all need to do. They do. They, they need to have some respect for each other. Yeah, and they you know, they used to be a whole lot better about that than, than they are now. It's it's just gotten polarized. And and thank you, Truman, for having me on. And, you know, we've been friends for a long time. Yeah. And, and, and MT, you know, I, I talk to a lot of – you're not the only media, you know, I talk with between the stuff 
I do it Channel Four, and then with other media. Channel Four, I mean, NBC, yeah, local local news, Truman. Oh, uh, I so bet as soon as other, you walk through the door, oh, they all come and other, hug you. Other, but other media too. And MTSU is very, very good to to let me put me out there doing that. Mm-hmm. And no one has ever given me any any advice i mean i don't mean this and they've never told me what to say i mean i'm totally free to talk about what i want to talk about it, but you know politics right now you mentioned you know it's tough to talk about politics yeah you can't talk about when i'm talking about politics now i'm talking about you know politics i'm talking about race i'm talking about religion why why is race because it's all that? it's all it's all involved in politics i mean everything Everything you can't talk about politics without talking and voting patterns without talking about race. But it, but it, it 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 separates people. Well, it does. Well, I'm not talking. But, well, but the, we we, we, we forget our, race. We se- well, we're all Americans. We separate ourselves. So we we. But it's not it's not talking about it in a way of well. The, this this side's going to do this for this race or this for that other. It's it's racial patterns that influence how people vote. You can't talk about it. Religion influences how people vote. Geography influences how people vote. And my te- my MTSU teacher uh, Margaret Orabadian just uh, came down. So uh, it was very very good to see you. She uh, taught me my uh, first English course. Margaret, you did a terrible job. I want you to know that. Uh, so thank you for coming down. Um, where, 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 where? Well, we were just talking about, I was just saying MTSU is very, very good. to. Yeah. Hey, you were talking about things that are hard to talk about with yeah. people now and things you're not supposed to talk about. Yeah. You're not supposed to talk about any of those things I just talked about. But, but, and that, so, but you can't talk about politics without talking about them. So why do we put people in, in a particular uh, situation where, all right, we're saying now, uh, polls say 20% uh, of, of the Hispanic uh, people are going to vote for either Trump or Biden. And we keep throwing that in there. You're talking about ethnic groups. Well, I'm also talking about white voters in rural areas. I'm, I'm not talking just about... But, but, but we're se- that doesn't matter. We're separating them no matter well, how we, you look at it. We're separating ourselves. I mean, if, it's, if you've got a huge amount of white voters in rural... Go, go drive through Winchester. I went down to my home in Winchester and to the lake. Uh, it's nothing but Trump flags. And it is... Because so that's why you came back and you were sick to your stomach <laughs> when you came back. No, but but it's there. There everywhere. It's funny. At my neighbor, <clears throat> and I went to the lake, and you've never seen anything like. And you know the beautiful phenomenon place. here. Yeah. yeah, but it is a beautiful place. But yeah. the, the phenomenon with Trump flags on boats, right? <clears throat> my neighbor was over, and we were having one of those kind of good discussions that you and I have. Um, and um, he said, "Well, you know, I think." The polls are wrong because a lot of these Trump people are really reluctant to say who they're going to support. Mm-hmm. I said, "Yeah, until they buy a boat, <laughs> and, and then there, and then there were flags everywhere." So that was like the ball Navy uh, that's right. against yeah. Alabama, and then all of a sudden they took all the the flags down. <laughs> yeah, but um, I don't know where we were going with that. I don't but, um, Anyway, <clears throat> but. Uh, we're going to have to wrap up the show. I knew that was coming. Um, wh- what are you going to do today? What are you going to talk about over at the school, at the university? My, I've got my uh, president. Well, I've got Channel 4 at 1. We're going to talk about the Electoral College and how it came about. Uh-huh. And then my class today, classes we're talking about. So today in the... The, the class that's been following the presidential election, mm-hmm. they've all got swing states. Today they're going to have to make their predictions. We're going to get a map out, and we're going to, they're going to make their swing state predictions. So by the end of the day, uh, my class will have made their judgment on how this race is going to turn out. Well, Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan, Florida, Florida Texas. Texas. Texas is the big one. Um, Georgia, Iowa. Um, North, North Carolina. Carolina. How many of those states will Biden carry? I, I don't know, Truman. I, I um, Pennsylvania. I know you got Michigan, Wisconsin, Minnesota in there. I think he'll carry those three. Pennsylvania is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. 
um, and it may be closer than, you know, it, it, it may be pretty – Florida can – if you know, if Biden wins Florida, it's over. Um, Arizona looks like it might go to Biden this time. Uh, Pennsylvania really helps the president, but he needs Pennsylvania and probably Arizona to to pull it off. But, again, that's – You're usually pretty close and good on that. But, boy, I feel a good meal coming on after this race is over with. <laughs> well, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. But, again, I, I, I'm never shocked at anything anymore. And this is 2020, right? It, it is 2020. And, and uh, I will be glad when it's over with. I, I know it's a, an exciting time. But most people are, are uh, they're, they're at the end of their rope. Yeah, most people just want it over with. Yeah. Yep. Thanks, Ken. Thanks for having me, Truman. You're, you're always a great guest. Well, you, you ask good questions, and, and you keep your opinion out of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. All right, guys, we'll see you in the morning at 9. From NHC's Adams Place, home of premier senior living on Memorial Boulevard, it's The Truman Show on News Radio WGNS. FM 100.5 and 101.9, AM 1450, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com.